0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Board Shenanigans to Go—the faster, less nutritious, trans fat full edition to your regular, your regularly scheduled Board Shenanigans programming. And once again, I am I am joined by every, everyone's favorite member of the Rogues Gallery everyone's favorite member of the rogues gallery who, no i can't do that one either i was gonna say everyone's favorite member of the rogues gallery whose name starts with a b but your wife's name starts with a b that won't work um the father of the first child of the board shenanigans brit so tell everybody hi hello everybody what have you been up to lately? Anything wonderful and or exciting happened to your happened to your life lately? I, I heard tale of a party that I didn't get invited to.
1: Oh no no! You see, what happened is we we invited you to the party through Ryan. We told Ryan to get everybody set up, and we we just had no time to invite anybody. But all of a sudden, uh, I get a text from you saying, "Hey, I wasn't invited." And it's like, "Well, fuck! Yes, you were. Ryan was supposed to do that, but..." I guess
0: that you decided he didn't want to invite you, so uh fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> uh fuck you, Ryan indeed. So did you have a good time, good turnout, barbecue, what all did you get into? Oh, actually, uh it was just uh it was just me, Ryan, Brandy,
1: Knight, um Ernie Ernie's girlfriend Kat, I believe. And Justin showed up at the end, but uh we, what happened is uh we, we came uh, yeah, we all, we all came, you know, we came everywhere. <laughs> we all came,
0: we came instantly,
1: just poof, like, that kind of a party. No, the sad thing is, we actually had an argument at one point, uh, about if you could come while laughing. If, if a guy could jizz while laughing. Uh, me, Ryan, and Ernie all believe that we could blow while laughing, while, uh, the girls and Justin have never heard of this.
0: See, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a delicate situation. Cause are we talking from from flaccid to hard to come, or are we talking like you're you're you start laughing while coming? See, this is where I'm confused. No, this this is what
1: I'm saying is uh, that porn that I told you to watch. Uh, At the end of it, that was just a. That's right, everybody out
0: there. We we swap porns here at Board Shenanigans. So anybody else that would like to send porns, whether they're homemade or whether they're professional grade, send them on in. Recommendations are we'll we'll share our knowledge. So uh, I I know somebody out there has got some hentai porn. So Jarrett, let us see it. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) what happened is. I'm telling everybody about this porn and about the ending. And I'm not going supri- to uh, ruin the ending. We, we could post a link. It was hilarious if y'all want. But we're sitting there. I-, I tell everybody the ending. And it's just an ending that makes you laugh. And if you're in the middle of, it's a 16-minute uh, video, so you're just beaten and all of a sudden the end happens and you start laughing that uh, extra couple of tugs and then, oh, shit. Uh, that That's the kind of coming in laughing I'm talking about.
0: Oh, okay, see, I wasn't sure if we were talking, like, from full flaccid to hard. I, I just, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I'm geared that way. But, I mean, I have a hard What, to just come out of nowhere? Yeah, I, I just, I, I <laughs> dude, I have a hard time whenever, like, the I have a hard time, well... Yes, but uh, I've I've a hard time when like just the fucking TV's on and it's like something that's like distracting me. I I have a I can't even hardly listen to music. I'm just not that talented.
1: I, I can do it anywhere, anytime, no reason at all. It it just is what it is. You get
0: used to it. I, I don't. I mean, like yeah, background noise is fine. And but generally, like if like like I said, like the t like the TV's on and you're like you know you're not paying any attention to it, and next thing you know, like. Quickly brighten your teeth, and you're like you start. You're like you don't care, but you know you're t- you're listening to this fat man talking about quickly brightening your teeth, and the next thing you know, wah wah wah. <laughs> uh, I've never had that problem. Well, apparently you've never you've never noticed a fat man. It weirds me out when the fucking dog gets on the bed. Like I like go away, dog. I'm obvious. I'm it busy yeah that that's uh where
1: I draw the line i if I'm doing something like that, I can't have a child next to me I can't have a kid or i can't have a dog an animal any kind co- i i have to be
0: completely alone in order to enjoy myself i i think it's awkward i i i don't like it takes a special kind of talent, which is probably why those people get paid to have sex, to be able to do it in front of that many people, and like, and like oh yeah, move your ass a little, because that's like the least sexy situation of all time. It's so much better like, bam, out of nowhere, sex, and it all, like, I like, the, that's, I'm way more for that, but that's just
1: me. Well, apparently Ryan doesn't like storylines and sex, so he he said he doesn't pick his porn off of storylines. Which? Why wouldn't you pick a porn off a storyline? That's like the greatest thing ever.
0: Well, I mean, I think it kind of depends. Like, I don't mind the, I don't mind the whole like occasional like minor thing. But for me in general, no, I'm not a. i am not ai do not I don't I don't need a high class high class parody of anything. Like, I don't really need to know why we're here. I know why I'm here. I'm here to watch you do your job, and so I can jerk off and go do mine. I mean, that that's that's my only reason, I don't really need, need a, a mo- I don't need fucking, you know, a Rob the porn, I don't need that. But you've got to admit, whenever you see one, you just have to laugh. It is funny, like, I, but I don't really watch <clears> them <throat> for the jack-offing value, I watch them more for the funny value, like, I mean, I don't know where I, I do enjoy the really corny ones when they're so funny, like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for this pizza. That shit's funny to me, because it's such an arbitrary situation. I don't know. The most storyline I like is whatever it's like. I'd really like to be an actress. Well, you could be an actress, but we gotta make a tape first. Bow, like those are
1: fine with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Now, so, the I mean, ones
1: that make me laugh typically, uh, I I sit there and I watch it without wanking because it's just it's just too funny not to. You, you've you've got to watch it for the for the value, the the production value, and the horrible scripting. It's like a bad
0: train accident. You just you just have to watch. I mean, I agree with that or uh really some of my favorite is the like the porn bloopers. Those are <laughs> fucking awesome cuz you know like it, it'll be it'll be some chick and like she, you know, she's got like 16 guys around her and she's taking all these shots to the face and then like shot 16 of 40, like just, that's where she like loses her shit and gets up and storms out of the room naked. <laughs> or, or there'll be the one where it'll like, oops, wrong hole. Those are, like, that shit's funny to me. Uh, there's one that's real funny I saw that was like, the traumas of, uh, bestiality porn. And all I'm oh. thinking is, is you're the dumbass that got under the horse. Are you surprised you got kicked? The horse doesn't want to fuck you. The horse wants to run around and eat hay and fuck other horses. So, yeah. Hell, anyway. a person doesn't even want to fuck you. Why would a horse want to? Yeah, that kind of ruins it for me. I mean, I guess... But that's, isn't that why the internet exists, so you can watch ridiculous fucked-up porn you never want to have yourself?
1: Yeah, probably. So, I mean,
0: anyway... Uh... <laughs> Back to this
1: party, which uh, I have no idea how the hell we got sidetracked to this, but...
0: <laughs> ah, porn does that from time to time.
1: Okay, so we're talking about that at one point, but at the start of the party, it's me, Brandy, Knight, and Ryan. We're here for about an hour and a half by ourselves, and we get really bored. So we have a bunch of glow sticks. So we change out the black light put it into the main light, turn on the black light. We're all lit up and everything. And Brandy agrees to let us throw glow sticks into the ceiling fan again. And at one point, me and Ryan had a uh, glow stick war where we would throw the glow sticks into the fan across the room from each other and try to get the fan to launch the glow stick at the other person. Um, (laughs) I can't believe she lets you do that again. Dude, <laughs> this is the sad thing. She was all up for it, and when she saw it happening, she was smiling and laughing.
0: That's funny.
1: But, yeah, the I ended up winning the glow stick war. Um, uh, I hit Ryan the most times with glow sticks. It, it was pretty awesome. So, it, it, everybody was pretty tame. We We didn't really drink a lot. We just sat around talking, and,
0: yeah, that was a... That was a blasty. But I mean, at this point, don't you kind of like the I'd rather sit around and bullshit and cook parties more than the uh let's like, hey, let's get wasted man parties? Uh Well, there's two different kind of parties that I
1: partake in. And anybody who's came to our parties know this. Uh I do the sit around, have fun, maybe drink a little bit, but nothing crazy. And that's always a decent party. It's always pretty good. We, we talk, we have fun. But then there's the, um, Brent takes three or four shots at a time, gets blackout, drunk, well, never blackout, but pretty damn close, and then we proceed to do stupid things like play games, and yell at each other and throw poker chips across the room, or UNO cards.
0: And see, that's like one of the things I'm, I'm most <laughs> disappointed about, like, living so far away from you now, is I never have seen you shit face, shit face drunk. I've seen you a little buzz, but I've never seen you just fucking assed off. Like, I've heard about it a lot, but never, never seen it. So, I'm kinda bummed I haven't got to enjoy any of that. Cause I know, I know there was that period there for a while where it was like a pretty normal thing for you to just like, alright, drink your brains away. Yeah, that was uh, probably,
1: what, like a year uh that we lived in the apartment and the year that we lived with Ernie. We we have our own house now, so I, I can't drink as much.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember, God, I don't, see, I don't even think that y'all had met Madison. Because this is important to all the people at home. When, in fact, Britt... Brent's house, you know, moving around, and when he met my wife. These things are of pertinent to its importance to these people, but suck it up. You're listening to the Alternative Pod, or the Auxiliary Podcast, so this is what you get, people. I actually um, met her whenever we lived at the apartment. I still remember the first words I said to her. But I thought that was, was that the first, I thought y'all lived in one prior, or I thought y'all li- I thought y'all lived in one prior to that. I thought that was the second one or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes, you don't, I don't, I have no idea of what your housing situation was, but I'm going to assume I do. No, we, uh, that was the,
1: uh, uh, only apartment that we lived in. Uh, I still remember that night, too. Uh, you, you come into town. We meet you at the game, well, I meet you at the GameStop. I say hi to you, give you a hug, see Madison, and the first words I say is, oh, so you're the chick that, uh, has kept his balls in a vice. That's awesome. And she just looks at me like, what the fuck are your friends doing?
0: Yeah, it was, she, cause she's so, she's so like withdrawn at first. It takes such a long time to get her to like, you know, open up and talk to people and, I don't think she expected y'all, I really don't, but it's really funny because she has a really high reverence for y'all now, I mean, she loves y'all now, but fuck me, it was so funny because she just didn't know what to do with all this, so, it it took Brandy's over there talking about your penis, you know, shit like that, she just didn't quite see that coming. It took Brandy, like,
1: 10-15 minutes tops to break her completely out of her shell, they came back from
0: Ryan's, like, bestest of friends, and then me and you assaulted Ryan that was a funny, that was a funny one. Cause I didn't tell him I was in town. Like we just didn't mention it. Um, and so like, he, like, he, like he's going to come over or whatever. So, uh, Brandy and Madison go get him. And this is the first time, this is the first time I've ever like had Madison. We've been dating long enough. She's met my parents and shit, but she hasn't like come home and met my friends yet. So like, it's the first time she's met everybody. And, uh, you know, the Brent and then they talked and they got along. And like you said, they went to go, they went to go get Brewer. And, um, Whenever they went whenever they went to go go get him, like they, you know, oh I'm whatever. They gave her some fake name, Ashley. Chelsea or Ashley. Okay. Uh Chad or whatever it was. But uh they gave her a fake name and uh they, you know brought it back and he was all I guess like it was like, Oh hey, like I'll try to like do his like his pitiful semblance of having game or whatever. I don't know. But uh he he like Walked in the house, and he was, like, you know, like, bullshitting with everybody, and, like, I was standing behind the door, and he walks in, and you threw a blanket on him, right? Isn't that what you did?
1: Yeah, we, we covered him with a blanket and then beat the shit out of him with pillows.
0: We like fight, and we're like late on him and he's, oh god, why? No, what the? I just walk in, ah, ah, He like, and, like falls down and he gets out of it and he's like, ah, what the fuck, why? And then he like looks up and I'm just flipping him off and he's like, oh fuck you! It was pretty funny. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that, that was great. And the sad thing is, Madison had never been, well, if she had been to Amarillo before, she never went around anywhere. And while Brandy is driving with her, she Brandy just turns to her and is like, uh, do you know where this street is? And is all confused because she forgot where Ryan lived. And Madison just looked at her from what I've been told and was like, I don't live here. And Brandy does the, oh, you're right. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't think she'd ever even been through it. Uh She was pretty impressed by, like, there was the snow on the ground thing, because it was cold as fuck, and, you know, it doesn't really snow down here much, so, like, that was a big deal to her, but no, she wasn't, because I remember we went and bought a jacket, because she was freezing to death, because she, like, all she took was a hoodie, so we actually went and bought her a jacket while we were up here. I don't think she'd ever even been through here, and it was just, like, it was, she liked it at first, and then she's like, But, like, now, she's like, do you know how many times, she's like, I've been to the Walmart in Amarillo more times than I've been to the fucking Walmart in Austin. Because that's all there is to do. It's pretty funny.
1: Well, that and the fact that every time she's came down here, it's been, uh, let's see, the wedding where Brandy had to go get, like, 50 to 60 different things. Then, what, the time before that, it's 2 a.m., what the fuck else are we supposed to do? I think she's been to the Denny's down here more than she's been to the Walmart down here, honestly.
0: Yeah, that is a good point, because I know, like, I know whenever my grandma died, like, we met y'all that one morning and we all had breakfast before we had to drive back. I mean, yeah, I know we've been there several times. Yeah, like 5 a.m. just on a random day. I'm actually amazed that that Facebook page doesn't exist, where it's like, it's 2 a.m., in Amarillo, there's nothing to do. Who wants to meet at Walmart? I mean, I'm amazed that that page doesn't exist. Or Denny's. Yeah, that too. We're going to, gonna go get our moons over Miami and then we're gonna go look at volleyballs at Walmart. Who's with me?
1: Hey, it's 2 a.m. You're drunk. There's nothing else to do. Might as well go to Denny's. So hey, man, uh, I, I heard you, I heard you watch this, uh, documentary about how most, mo- most professional sports players go broke within, uh, Two to four years uh, after they get out. Let's talk about
0: that! Why, well, yes. In fact, that was a uh, well thought out, well structured, not stumbly segue at all. ESPN does these documentaries. They're 30 and I'm a sucker for documentaries. They're 30 for 30, and then they'll do whatever. Like, here's this team, here's this player, here's this whatever. I've watched them on players and sports that I don't even give a fuck about. Like, I, I don't follow anything besides NBA basketball. I really don't. I don't care that much. But it's pretty interesting. They're always very well done. Um But anyway, they did one that really caught my eye where it was broke, and it was about athletes who lose who lose their money. And it had several different, it had several baseball basketball players. We'll throw it up in the links of interest for this episode. But it's really interesting. And I was telling Brent about it, and he was like, "Okay, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna watch it." So uh I watched it one day, and I think what you watched it yesterday, right? Yeah, I watched uh, quite a bit of it yesterday. It was pretty interesting because you had guys. One, you know, you always hear about these athletes that are, you know, oh, well, this guy earned 70 bazillion dollars during his career, and now he's being foreclosed, you know, foreclosed on, or, you know, you always hear that story, and you don't really think about it, but the way this documentary presented it is, it presented it in kind of a, it definitely made you empathize with those guys a little bit more, like, yes, everybody should take their own financial responsibility. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. But dude, you're given somebody, that's twenty years old, eighteen years old, thirty zillion dollars. What do you fucking expect them to do? Like they're just they're just removed from college or they're just removed from whatever. And here's all the money in the world. What do you think they're gonna do? Well, first, I
1: I think they should go back to to college to learn that Brazilian is not a uh, amount of money. It's actually a wax. And uh secondly
0: <laughs> got me there.
1: <laughs> well the the funny thing is this is actually something that I've looked into before this just because um in professional wrestling, like I'm of course you, you do NBA, I'm gonna pull this back to wrestling, but if you sit back and look at some of these old uh old wrestlers that have been wrestling for sixty, seventy. May Young had been wrestling for uh I think it was nine decades before she died. So, uh, uh she also died. So, rest in peace, Mae Young. Uh, if you don't know who she is, fuck you. You don't matter. <laughs> but what happened is, uh, like there are these people that were wrestling in the 60s, the 70s, that were getting paid really good paydays. And up until about the 90s, they were getting paid like unbelievably well. But one thing that most people don't realize whenever you're in a sport or anything like this is one, you've got to pay taxes. The company doesn't pay it for you. You're an independent contractor. You you have to pay your own taxes. They would forget to pay their taxes or they wouldn't pay their taxes. They would think, hey, I just got $100,000. I'm going to go buy a new car or I'm going to buy a house. But then they don't realize they have to pay the taxes on the house. They don't realize they have to pay the taxes um, for the $100,000, which after... Taxes is probably about like sixty five seventy thousand dollars, and they're doing this consistently and now some of these old guys are still having to wrestle just to make a living
0: i mean that's what happens is i mean that's the that's the point of you need to diversify it. I think wrestling's a little different, but i not not wholeheartedly because i mean realistically once you once you're once you're out of out of the realm of being a wrestler. I mean, there's still a lot of backstage stuff to do, correct? Or is that, or am I, am I miss, misspeaking here? Here's the one little problem:
1: for professional wrestling, actually has the fewest number of open slots out of any sport to go pro at, like WWE, TNA, then it, it minorly, Ring of Honor, maybe a cup. Like that's the smallest sport in the United States with positions to go pro at the same time around the world it's one of the smallest things to actually that you can go pro and make money at the producer spots you have 10 producers producing 15 20 matches so you have all these guys that are coming up with the finishes for all of these matches and it just it's kind of a it it's just they don't make a lot of money at this point or uh, the producers don't make a lot of money, and they aren't going very... There there aren't a lot of positions for it. Uh, okay, that's probably easier to just say. There's not a lot in the backstage to do. Sure, you could open up a wrestling school, but then you're, you're not making a lot of money anyway.
0: Right. Well, I mean, a lot of it just comes down to the, you know, like everybody says, you need to diversify your talent abilities. I mean... Like that 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 happens a lot in in the NBA. I mean that a guy okay a guy will retire and then you know you'll always hear oh he's an assistant coach for blah 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 team or he's on this team or he's a trainer. But those a lot of times those guys don't stick because okay that's great that you you played the sport or you can be a, a TV analysis. That's that's great that you can do some of that. Some guys are legitimately good at it. Like Chris Webber, for instance, was a big surprise. Like he was a really good player. I mean he was. Borderline Hall of Fame player. He may wind up in there. Who knows? He was a really good player, and he had a really good following behind him. But then he started doing commentary, and he's extremely good at it. So it was such a surprise because half the time you get guys that suck at it, like Reggie Miller. I mean that that st- that stuff still takes an ability or a talent or something. I mean, you know, you can't just oh, I'm going to be a coach one day. That doesn't work. You, oh, I played once. I could be a coach. I mean. It'll, it think it opens a door for you. I think there is an opportunity a little bit, but you still have to seize it. And I, I think that by some of these guys, it, like the documentary said it in a really cool way. Professional sports go the opposite of every other, every other field of employment in the world. Because every other field of employment, you're at your peak earnings in your forties. Because you've weren't, you've, you've stuffed, you sucked it up and you worked hard like in your 20s and 30s and got to where your pay rate is at its height in your 40s and 50s so that then you can retire. It's the exact opposite in sports. You peak out when you're probably in your 30s, 35. And I mean, that basketball-wise, 35, you're about done. You're ready to retire. If you make it to 35, that's a very impressive career.
1: Okay, well, here's one of the other things uh, about all these other sports, like you were mentioning coaches and how some people would try to go become coaches. One of the things I've noticed a lot of, or that is actually very predominant is if a basketball player, a former basketball player, they could go and uh, get a college degree for teaching and then go teach basketball at a high school. That there's plenty of openings for stuff like that. Like you were saying, you still have to know the sport well enough to know actually how to do it. You can't just walk off the street and be like, I could be your coach. I could teach you everything. Right. It, it's, it's just a, silly thought but there there are so many more openings in basketball football uh after the spot like th- that's not necessarily just uh commentary or anything it it's also there's a bunch of small jobs that you could get with the right degrees there's not a lot of i don't think there's a lot of places that you could really do it with a uh, nascar which, uh, by the way, so I, I was, during that documentary, I saw a chart, and uh, I thought this was kind of funny. 1.3 million Americans watch uh watch NHL, 2.3 watch Major League Baseball, uh 2.5 watch NBA, I'm going to throw this in there because I'm a pro wrestler guy, about 4 million, 4.5 million watch pro wrestling, and the NFL is 11.7 million people. Well, what I find really funny, though, is NASCAR has 6.5 million people watch it regularly. That's more than baseball, basketball, and hockey combined,
0: and I just thought that was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I really didn't realize that. I mean, I know it has a fan base. I mean, everything has a fan base, but that's, that's not something that I was super aware of that's that's a crazy stat yeah and they're they're also
1: a group of guys that they they don't get paid as much as basketball or football uh they could get a good amount of money through endorsements and everything but say one of them ends their career what do they have to do at that point and it's really just similar to uh similar to wrestling like and hockey even like there's not a lot of schools that play hockey anymore right they
0: don't have a lot of positions after they leave. And I think this was said in the documentary. I don't think I'm this groundbreaking or interesting. But one of the things, I, I mean, it's an opportunity. It's not a career choice.
1: Yeah, it's an opportunity to make a lot of money. And you you should take that money, save it for a rainy day. And sure, everybody's going to go and spend a little bit of that money. I would spend some of that money if I was given it. It's ridiculous to think that you wouldn't spend some of that money. In. Right. But at the same time, you can't spit it all. I I don't know anybody on the planet that could go from a multimillionaire in a week to three years
0: later being completely broke. Well, I mean, and it's, it's funny because it's like every day you hear about somebody like this. Oh, this guy, you know, there's always somebody. There's always some some form, of, you know, again, I'm much more plugged into the basketball side of things. But Allen Iverson just just declared bankruptcy. This guy won the MVP. And he went bankrupt. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. It's an insane concept. I think it, one thing it definitely shows is your, your heroes are pretty flawed, but I think one of the things that really frustrates me, and I, I'm sure you're mildly aware of this, Brent, and I don't, and I'm sure the listeners are too, you know, there was an NBA lockout in 2011, like where they lo- the players locked out and they didn't play. It was a 66 game season instead of being an 82 game season. But, and it was a, it was a CBA, Anyway, players' association thing, y'all don't care about particulars. Anyways, one one of the things that I thought was pretty bullshit was uh, the league actually came at the players' union and was with the thing of hey, part of what we want to do with salary caps and closing it and making it easier on on the owners, but part of what we want to do is we want to have financial advisement classes. We want like that's mandatory. Like when you're a rookie and you you come into the league, they already have classes they make you go through, which is you know how to how to present yourself well what to say in an interview you know how to tie a tie just so you look professional cuz again some of these guys are a year, they've been in college for a year and they're coming into the world and they're going to have everything thrown at them so they're just trying to take care of their own assets and take care of their themselves you know make you look professional make you look like you know what you're doing but they refused it because they didn't want to go to a financial class and I'm, like how stupid are you if my employer offered me hey We're going to have financial classes, so you can better... Hell, classes on anything. We're going to have cooking classes. I would take them.
1: Well, that's uh, similar to what's happening uh, in WWE right now. They got a performance center, which is state-of-the-art. It's an amazing complex that teaches you pro wrestling, but it also teaches you something a little bit different that most people uh, wouldn't think. They have you sit down to learn... This is what taxes are. This is what you have to pay. They have uh, some of the people that have been in the company for 10, 15 years sitting with you saying, Look, you've got to learn. You are making a good amount of money, but you need to save some. You need to diversify. You have a guy. Do you remember Bradshaw back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he out of nowhere started being uh, this persona called JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield. He was a self-made millionaire from stocks and stuff. The The story that he presented on wrestling is his real-life story. He took the money that he was earning from wrestling, from beating guys up, and put it into stocks and bonds and savings and found a way to make himself a really, really rich man. He's now teaching people how to do this. It's like, he's one of the people that I think was a guest speaker because he knew what the fuck he was doing and at the same time they have people sitting there telling you look this isn't gonna
0: last forever you need to save money i mean that's such a good thing when people that have that kind of knowledge share it i mean that that's that's so cool when they when they do that because it's i mean who wouldn't want that and one of the other things that touched on that i mean i guess i thought of i i I kind of thought of, but I didn't really think about it until they, some of the guys got on this, on this documentary and started talking. Cause some of the interviews are pretty astounding. The shit that they admit to doing. Like the guy that was talking about like being at a strip club and, you know, guy, some guy, yeah, like throwing hundred dollar bills out, like legitimately doing that. And then there was multiple people on there talking about that. That, I couldn't believe that. Like, I can't even, I can't even fathom that. Like, you're, you're really telling me you're gonna throw, like, an entire wad of $100 bills. It's like, so, fr- that concept of money and waste doesn't even, like, I can't even wrap my head around that. And now you know why they're broke. Right. I mean, I, I get that. But the, the thing on there that, that really struck me was, uh, them talking about, and talking about like all the people so eager to take advantage of you, which really mirrors a lot of what you hear about people that win the lottery. The minute you the minute oh this is your payday, everybody's trying to leech off of you, as opposed to, you know, family that's supposed to be your family or your friends or whatever. Oh, man, congrats. That's awesome. Do well for you. I, I I'll make my own way. Yeah, I, I don't I that you know, the notion of there's a guy on there that was talking about how it's like sixteen different cell phone bills he was paying. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous.
1: Another thing um, that a lot of people don't think about, and I actually heard this on uh, Chris Jericho's most recent podcast with Brett Hart, they don't think about the fact that what happens if you get injured? Or, or sure, trainers are going to look after you at the high levels or even some of the minor levels you might be able to get looked after, but what happens if you're on like the the third string on... Whatever, like I know, like uh, in wrestling, it's like you've got WWE, then you've got TNA, then you've got Ring of Honor, then you've got like Dragon Gate and all these indies. What happens if you're on like the Ring of Honor Dragon Gate little situation where you're not making a lot of money, but then all of a sudden you blow your knee out? You don't have health care, but you make enough money. You make a good amount of money, but you don't make enough money to really pay for your knee to be completely reconstructed. Uh back in the day this was uh what was happening in the major leagues. Like they didn't have all the people that could take care of you. So if you blew your knee, you it was all on you. Bret Hart was talking about how he had to have his knees completely reconstructed and
0: he didn't have the money for it. Luckily Canada has free health care though. So One of the things that does kind of frustrate me a little bit is the and I think it frustrates most people, the Oh, you know. Oh man, you made you made four hundred Brazilian dollars or Brazilian or whatever you were making fun of me for saying it earlier. Yes, you made four hundred Brazilian dollars. They're nice and smooth. You know, they're nice and tan. You know, they they're rather attractive. Those type of dollars. Anyway, but those guys that like oh oh man, I I get I get injuries or oh man, yes that sucks and that I'm sorry, but dude. You're a pro wrestler, dude. You're a football player, dude. You're a hockey player. I mean, are you kidding? That's like that's like me being like, oh, I got shocked at work today. I mean, considering what I do, I mean, I have a. I would just say, and this is this is, I know this is scientific fact and all, but I would just say there's probably a higher statistical possibility that I'm going to get electrocuted than you, Brent. I would just say that, considering what I do. But uh, well, you also got to consider that I'm
1: kind of dumb. From time to time, so you never know.
0: (laughs) Yes, once again, the asterisk around Brent on, on how dumb am I? I mean, it's, it's, it's just that, it's that thing where you're like, ah, I, I, I kind of think that's part of the gig. I mean, it's the same thing like, oh, you know, firefighter got burnt. Well, no shit. Or I mean, like with you, I would have I would have a uh, a pretty pretty hard time not thinking that considering you work at a pawn shop, your likability of being robbed is probably a little higher than mine. Yeah, probably. Like one one thing
1: that that kind of just made me think too. You see guys in basketball, football, like ah I hurt my leg ah I'm done ah and they're sitting there crying on the on the on the fucking field. And it's like, really? Why? Why are you crying? Like that's that's stupid. Get like I get it. You're hurt. Your leg hurts. Ah, well, hop hop it off and get off the fucking field. But you you see guys um in pro wrestling who like oh god with the exception of one uh do you know who Sin Cara is? Uh, no, I, I guess not. Anyway, okay, he he was a pro wrestler named Mystico in uh in AAA and all around Mexico. He was in a match where he jumped out of the ring, hit the guy, his thumb got dislocated, you could see his thumb was dislocated, and instead of doing what most wrestlers would do, pull it and pop that bitch back into place and keep going, he stopped the match and was crying about it. I think he's actually getting released very soon, because he doesn't, uh like, ha- you You can't do that, like, if you're legitimately hurt, I get it, but a thumb dislocated in that particular uh situation... Pop that bitch back in and keep going or improvise a finish. Don't just sit there and like freaking tell the uh, ref, Oh no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. My finger, my finger, my finger. Because you're, you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna
0: get fired. I mean, but that's part, of, that's the difference in the industry. I mean, it's a show part of the industry. You have to put the show on for the people that came to see that. I mean, yeah,
1: Austin and Owen Hart, like they did that match back in the 90s where Owen gave, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, a pile driver, and broke Stone Cold's neck. And what did they do? Stone Cold pinned fucking Owen Hart, like, a minute later, after a little bit of showboating. Sure it was a shitty finish? They finished. They didn't just go, oh my
0: god, oh, stop the match, stop the match. He broke his neck and continued. I mean, it's the same thing with, with fucking basketball. I mean, the fucking, you get hurt, the game doesn't stop. Keep going, it's the show, it... Sure, if I freaking if
1: I was in basketball and I jumped up and someone punched me in the face and my nose is bleeding, that's all the better for the show. Like people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, now he's gonna want to whoop that guy's ass." If in hockey you you get pissed off, you start beating each other's asses, and then you get thrown into a little box for two minutes. You come out and beat each other again. It I I don't get why all these people are crying about getting hurt though that. It's it's an occupational hazard, yes, but at the same time, you're getting paid for a show. Might as well fucking give them a full show.
0: I mean, dude, even if even if you're the third tier, you know, played in the fucking D league, or you're, you know, I was I played AAA baseball or whatever. Like, dude, at least you got that. I mean, oh yeah, I was on. I I played. I wrestled the WWE dark match once. At least you got that. I mean, that's fucking cool. Like, why don't you just tack that up to? Oh, hey, I got to do that. And I mean, a lot of people don't have that experience, as opposed to not. You know what? You know why Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are so exceptional? Because they're exceptional. They they luck and luck went their way, talent went their way, hard work went their way, and that's why they're at that level. You know, that's the same reason why there's other guys that aren't at that level. You just do. You just do what you can do with what you have and you make the best of it. I think the notion that everybody gets a star and everybody wins and everybody should. No, that doesn't make anything interesting. I mean,
1: well, I I know how you're I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the the getting the everybody gets a gold star. No one goes home feeling uh, like they lost. That's stupid. Um, The real world doesn't treat you that way. If you go into a job thinking that you're going to get the promotion right off the bat because you've earned it or that you're the best and, and because your parents have always told you you're the best and then all of a sudden, uh, you get to that real world, you're like, you tell your boss, well, I think I deserve this. I think I deserve this. And then you
0: get your, uh, then you get, just shot down. It's gonna hurt your feelings. I mean, but isn't that why sports exist? It's so we actually get to like one. It's escapism, definitely. I'm not gonna fight that at all. It's definite escapism. But isn't that why sports exist? So people can see can see that. That's why they play sports in in high school. That's why they play sports in middle school. It's so you learn you learn those values, and not not the way they're trying to. Oh, you can't you can't yell at a kid. Oh, you can't do this. You can't talk to him that way. That it doesn't. 't supposed to work that way, like yes, I will agree that there probably is a bit too much emphasis on on you know certain team sports or whatever, but that's a whole other argument. I, the, the biggest problem I have with it is it's supposed to be life preparation or at the very least, like, you know, you can look at these small group of people that actually make money doing whatever it is that you happen to enjoy and be, and take a little bit of, oh, look at what they did and look at how they lucked out and get behind them and just like, oh, hey, look, I like, you know, I like this guy or, you know, I like that one. Yeah. It seems really simple.
1: It, it It's just the world is getting kind of a... Uh... Pussified? Yeah, every, everybody wants to win, but no one wants to work for it. And eventually it's going to collapse in on itself, but it'll be okay. I mean,
0: but dude, that's our generation, though. I mean, we are the gold star. Everybody gets a ribbon generation.
1: No, the the new generation is, because I, I would say if you're born after 95, if you were born in the thousands, you're probably going to be a pussy when you grow up. <laughs>
0: I would definitely say that our. Okay, fine. If ours wasn't the Gold Star, everybody wins generation, ours was definitely the everybody work in groups and do it as a team thing and nobody achieves individually. That's definitely us. And also the uh, run from the kid with a trench coat, he's probably going to kill
1: you ch- generation. Yeah. Yeah, there is, there is that. Quit picking on the nerd because he's gonna be your boss generation. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I could think of generationally wise. Hey, man! You, you wanna get down to some, uh, random shoutouts? Uh, well, I think we could probably always do that. Hey, hey, Brandy. Hi, hi, I love you. Uh, I know, I know you're in the other room, but I love you. Suck up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, let's see, I guess, there, well, there's the normal, I think I already, like, Ernie's name's been mentioned, but I'm mentioning it again, uh, J- Jarrett's already been mentioned, Jarrett's already been mentioned, but I'm mentioning it again. Jarrett was not mentioned, was he? I don't remember. I, I can't even, board shenanigans, unable to keep track of our own, own, uh, shoutout cast. So I, I guess, let's see, I haven't said anything to John in a while, so, how's it going? Hopefully you're still listening, hopefully we're, we're making, you know, we're making you giggle occasionally. Hi, hi, Kevin. Uh, I haven't, haven't talked to you since uh, Cody's wedding, but hi. Yeah, apparently he likes, he liked it on Facebook. I don't know if that means he likes it or he hasn't liked it. He told me he just honestly hasn't had time to listen to it, which frankly doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I figure eventually if we just, which fuck it, I'm going nuts on this. I figure if we hang around long enough, eventually, uh, somebody will hear it. So we're going with the long tail theory and, uh, other news or in other news or self self sophilian prophecy cast, I suppose. I was listening, I was listening to another podcast and, uh, they had like, What? You can do that? I, <laughs> I've been doing it wrong for years! Yes, yes, I know everybody out there in Podcastia and Podcastlandia is confused and, you know, somewhat, you know, timid about trying to listen to other podcasts, even though we recommend them on this show. Or on other shows really it's okay don't fret it doesn't hurt our feelings uh but anyway I was listening I was listening to one I like that's uh, off of Kevin Smith it's I Sell comics and they had the amateur guys listening in and they were all like talking to him and this that and the other thing come to find out those dudes have four episodes that's it and I was like wow we're doing better than somebody so well it's kind of nice but hey, hey Justin uh, uh hope your headache went away. Uh, hey, hey, Knight, did you wake Brent up in a really unnecessary manner? Actually, yes, he did. He he kicked me in the head. Good job. Good kid. Oh, hey, Brewer, you don't usually ever get a call out, so fuck you. Fuck you right in the face. In the face. In the face. Uh, hi, JoJo. I, I have no clue who the hell you are, but hi. Yeah, that's, I keep getting told that he likes us, apparently. Oh, and uh, other people that apparently like us and uh, are so... Uh, Ernie's girlfriend Kat is supposed to, I'm supposed to compose the lyrics and write a song for a new theme song, so I'm trying, but being as how I've never written music, I'm a little at a loss, so that's coming soon at some point, so stay tuned! Hi, how you doing, uh, Cody's, uh, poetry career? Uh, uh, still, still in the toilet?
1: Uh, yeah, that's okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> oh, you fucking asshole. I know. I love you.
0: Well, I mean, you have How's your pro wrestling career going? Exactly. <laughs> no comment? <laughs> <laughs> right. The the parallel the parallel of those two is uh somewhat somewhat astounding. Well, man, it's uh looking like we're in we're in the fourth quarter. The Refs going down for the three count. The bells about to ring. We're out of squares in the bowling alley in the ninth inning. We're in the victory lap. Uh so what do you what do you what do you what do you got for us? Any any closing thoughts to to leave our audience with? Just remember that uh yeah, just just the tip. Just just for a minute. Amen.
1: The Podcastlandia Podcastia Coalition has issued the following warning for all those listening to this podcast. Danger. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. It is an attack upon your ears and consciousness. Overexposure to BSpodcast.us may cause severe de- desires to eat soup, name your car Larry Sanders, measure things in gnomes, or simply swear more than is necessary. If you find yourself affected by any of these conditions, please proceed to the Board Shenanigans iTunes feed or its Twitter to leave rave reviews and contemptible hate mail. And if you are stricken by the fallout of this episode of bs to go be sure to tune in Mondays for a heaping helping of board Shenanigans, the weekly podcast. You got your game face on? You ready to go? No, no, I don't. I don't have my game face on. I never have my game face on. What are you talking about?